We're reading 1 Samuel chapter 14 and Psalms 86 through 87 here on Commuter Bible OT. Israel is at war with the Philistines. And when our last reading ended, we were informed that a garrison of Philistines had taken control of the pass at Michmash. Up until this point, the Israelites had no blacksmiths and had been taking their weapons and tools to the Philistines to have them sharpened. This meant that only Saul and his son Jonathan had weapons of war. Jonathan sneaks away from the camp with his armor bearer to find the Philistine garrison and voices his trust in the Lord God on the way. The Lord not only grants Jonathan victory, he sets chaos in motion amongst the Philistines, who end up destroying each other. Later, Saul makes a rash oath that reveals how unfit he is to reign as king. 1 Samuel chapter 14 That same day, Saul's son Jonathan said to the attendant who carried his weapons, Come on, let's cross over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. However, he did not tell his father. Saul was staying under the pomegranate tree in Migron on the outskirts of Gibeah. The troops with him numbered about 600. Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod, was also there. He was the son of Ahitub, the brother of Ichabod, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, the Lord's priest at Shiloh. But the troops did not know that Jonathan had left. There were sharp columns of rock on both sides of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine garrison. One was named Bozes and the other Sinna. One stood to the north in front of Michmash and the other to the south in front of Geba. Jonathan said to the attendant who carried his weapons, Come on, let's cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will help us. Nothing can keep the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. His armor-bearer responded, Do what is in your heart. Go ahead. I'm completely with you. All right, Jonathan replied. We'll cross over to the men and then let them see us. If they say, Wait until we reach you, then we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, Come on up, then we'll go up because the Lord has handed them over to us. That will be our sign. They let themselves be seen by the Philistine garrison, and the Philistines said, Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they've been hiding. The men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor-bearer, Come on up, and we'll teach you a lesson, they said. Follow me, Jonathan told his armor-bearer, for the Lord has handed them over to Israel. Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet, with his armor-bearer behind him. Jonathan cut them down, and his armor-bearer followed and finished them off. In that first assault, Jonathan and his armor-bearer struck down about twenty men in a half-acre field. Terror spread through the Philistine camp and the open fields to all the troops. Even the garrison and the raiding parties were terrified. The earth 
shook, and terror spread from God. When Saul's watchmen in Gibeah of Benjamin looked, they saw the panicking troops scattering in every direction. So Saul said to the troops with him, Call the roll and determine who has left us. They called the roll and saw that Jonathan and his armor-bearer were gone. Saul told Ahijah, Bring the ark of God, for it was with the Israelites at that time. While Saul spoke to the priest, the panic in the Philistine camp increased in intensity. So Saul said to the priest, Stop what you're doing! Saul and all the troops with him assembled and marched to the battle. And there the Philistines were, fighting against each other in great confusion. There were Hebrews from the area who had gone earlier into the camp to join the Philistines, but even they joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. When all the Israelite men who had been hiding in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they also joined Saul and Jonathan in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day. battle extended beyond Beth-Avon, and the men of Israel were worn out that day, for Saul had placed the troops under an oath. The man who eats food before evening, before I have taken vengeance on my enemies, is cursed. So none of the troops tasted any food. Everyone went into the forest, and there was honey on the ground. When the troops entered the forest, They saw the flow of honey, but none of them ate any of it because they feared the oath. However, Jonathan had not heard his father make the troops swear the oath. He reached out with the end of the staff he was carrying and dipped it into the honeycomb. When he ate the honey, he had renewed energy. Then one of the troops said, Your father made the troops solemnly swear the man who eats food today is cursed and the troops are exhausted. Jonathan replied, My father has brought trouble to the land. Just look at how I have renewed energy because I tasted a little of this honey. How much better if the troops had eaten freely today from the plunder they took from their enemies. Then the slaughter of the Philistines would have been much greater. The Israelites struck down the Philistines that day from Michmash all the way to Aijalon. Since the Israelites were completely exhausted, they rushed to the plunder, took sheep, goats, cattle, and calves, slaughtered them on the ground, and ate meat with the blood still in it. Some reported to Saul, 
Look, the troops are sinning against the Lord by eating meat with the blood still in it. Saul said, You have been unfaithful. Roll a large stone over here at once. He then said, Go among the troops and say to them, Let each man bring me his ox or his sheep. Do the slaughtering here, and then you can eat. Don't sin against the Lord by eating meat with the blood in it. So every one of the troops brought his ox that night and slaughtered it there. Then Saul built an altar to the Lord. It was the first time he had built an altar to the Lord. Saul said, Let's go down after the Philistines tonight and plunder them until morning. Don't let even one remain. Do whatever you want, the troops replied. But the priest said, Let's approach God here. So Saul inquired of God, Should I go after the Philistines? Will you hand them over to Israel? But God did not answer him that day. Saul said, All you leaders of the troops, come here. Let's investigate how this sin has occurred today. As surely as the Lord lives who saves Israel, even if it is because of my son Jonathan, he must die. Not one of the troops answered him. So he said to all Israel, You will be on one side, and I and my son Jonathan will be on the other side. And the troops replied, Do whatever you want. So Saul said to the Lord, God of Israel, why have you not answered your servant today? If the unrighteousness is in me or in my son Jonathan, Lord God of Israel, give Urim. But if the fault is in your people Israel, give Thummim. Jonathan and Saul were selected, and the troops were cleared of the charge. Then Saul said, Cast the lot between me and my son Jonathan. And Jonathan was selected. Saul commanded him, Tell me what you did. Jonathan told him, I tasted a little honey with the end of the staff I was carrying. I am ready to die. Saul declared to him, May God punish me and do so severely if you do not die, Jonathan. But the people said to Saul, Must Jonathan die? He accomplished such a great deliverance for Israel. No, as the Lord lives, not a hair of his head will fall to the ground. For he worked with God's help today. So the people redeemed Jonathan, and he did not die. Then Saul gave up the pursuit of the Philistines, and the Philistines returned to their own territory. When Saul assumed the kingship over Israel, he fought against all his enemies in every direction, against Moab, the Ammonites, Edom, the kings of Zobah, 
and the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he caused havoc. He fought bravely, defeated the Amalekites, and rescued Israel from those who plundered them. Saul's sons were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malkishua. The names of his two daughters were Merib, his firstborn, and Michael, the younger. The name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, daughter of Ahimez. The name of the commander of his army was Abner, son of Saul's uncle, Ner. Saul's father was Kish. Abner's father was Ner, son of Abiel. The conflict with the Philistines was fierce all of Saul's days. So whenever Saul noticed any strong or valiant man, he enlisted him. Psalm 86 Listen, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Protect my life, for I am faithful. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant's life, because I appeal to you, Lord. For you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, abounding in faithful love to all who call on you. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cries for mercy. I call on you in the day of my distress, for you will answer me. Lord, there is none like you among the gods, and there are no works like yours. All the nations you have made will come and bow before you, Lord, and will honor your name. For you are great and perform wonders. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, and I will live by your truth. Give me an undivided mind to fear your name. I will praise you with all my heart, Lord my God, and I will honor your name forever. For your faithful love for me is great, and you rescue my life from the depths of Sheol. God, arrogant people have attacked me. A gang of ruthless men intends to kill me. They do not let you guide them. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant. Save the son of your female servant. Show me a sign of your goodness. My enemies will see and be put to shame because you, Lord, have helped and comforted me. Psalm 87 The city he founded is on the holy mountains. The Lord loves Zion's city gates more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are said about you, city of God. I will make a record of those who know me. Rahab, Babylon, Philistia, Tyre, and Cush. Each one was born there. And it will be said of Zion. This one and that one were born in her. The Most High himself will establish her. When he registers the peoples, the Lord will record 
this one was born there. Singers and dancers alike will say, my whole source of joy is in you. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him, and He will make your paths straight. Amen.